we tried to create a book with audio puzzles. So there are dozens of totally new puzzles just for the audio edition. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook and I could raise someone from the grave, it would be Frederick Douglass. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be musician. I mean, this is just living out a fantasy. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet journalist, lecturer, and puzzle lover A.J. Jacobs writer Emily Bingham, and actress Jasmine Simon. Press play to hear more about the specific moments that inspired these authors to write their books. Plus, learn about special features in the audiobook editions. Audio-specific puzzles, anyone? Enjoy. Hi, this is A.J. Jacobs, author of The Puzzler, One Man's Quest to Solve the Most Baffling Puzzles Ever, From Crosswords to Jigsaws to The Meaning of Life. Well, this was a dream book to write it. My passion is puzzles. So I got to spend two years doing puzzles. The only hard part was that I had to stop doing puzzles and write the book. That was not easy. But I wrote a lot of it during quarantine and Puzzles saw this golden moment during quarantine when everyone was doing jigsaws and crosswords and wordle. So it was really a pleasure to have an excuse to do these for a living. This was by far the most unique audiobook I've ever recorded and perhaps listened to. So it was a challenge, but it was a joy. I worked with two very talented people, Scott Sherritt and Kathleen Conti. And we created this, I have to say it was like a puzzle, putting this audiobook together. Scott compared it to Tetris because there were so many moving parts and you had to fit them all together because we tried to create a book with audio puzzles. So there are dozens of totally new and original puzzles just for the audio edition, including one where I play a keyboard, which I haven't done since I was like 16 years old. So it was totally different than any other audiobook I've ever done. Is there a word or phrase that you realized you didn't know how to pronounce? Quite a few. Thank you for asking. Especially I have a chapter on chess puzzles, which has a lot of Russian chess puzzlers. So Nabokov, we went with Nabokov, and then Kasparov became Kasparov, and many others, Kasparian, etc. As I mentioned before, we tried to create all new content for the audiobook so that the people listening in their cars or at the gym or doing the dishes, they could do puzzles too. They could have the same experience. So there's riddles, there's musical puzzles, there's puzzles about wordplay, and I just had a great time creating and finding such puzzles. And in addition, we didn't want them to miss out on the visual puzzles, so there is a PDF with all of the visual puzzles that comes with the audiobook. I do listen to audiobooks. I love them. I recently listened to a book called The Scout Mindset by Julia Galef, 
which I actually quote in my book, and it's all about the importance of curiosity, which is a huge theme in my book, and about not coming in with an axe to grind, having an open mind. Well, first of all, I did get the word Wordle into the book because we were closing it right as Wordle exploded. So I literally have the word Wordle. That's how I covered Wordle. However, I loved the fact that Wordle became so popular. It makes the book even more timely. And it was also nice because it was a unifying phenomenon. So you would see on Twitter all these green and yellow squares, and everyone, no matter their background or political orientation, was enjoying it, as opposed to my usual Twitter feed, which is just filled with vitriol and uninformed opinions. So I loved it. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook, if you please. You ready for some cruciverbal magic, he asks. I am. We arrive at his house, and he gives me a tour. There are stacks of wonderfully specific reference books. One contains the closing lines of 3,000 movies. Another is a guide to weird brand names called How Do You Spell haagen On the wall in the family room, there's a quilt of a giant crossword puzzle. That's a reproduction of the puzzle where I proposed to my wife, Peter says. My sister-in-law turned it into a quilt. Hi, this is Emily Bingham, author of My Old Kentucky Home, The Astonishing Life and Reckoning of an Iconic American Song. It started when I looked up the lyrics of Stephen Foster's 1853 song, My Old Kentucky Home. I'd loved it my whole life and sung it and heard it every year, but then it came clear that This was a song about a man being sold away from Kentucky to the sugarcane fields where he would die. And I was really surprised. I realized I was singing a song about the slave trade. And it was really that realization that led to the writing of this book. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be surprisingly emotional. I think that's because, well, probably a few reasons. One, that there were words in the text that are absolutely unspeakable words in my regular life, and saying them was pretty emotional. Another thing had to do with some parts of the book that reflect on my own family and some sort of tender parts, I guess, of my past, and I actually got emotional a couple of times. And then I think just the subject matter, which is pretty heavy at times, you know, our racial history is something that I've been living in and hearing it out loud as I went word after word definitely led to some pretty intense moments. I realized I had trouble pronouncing and had certainly never even said in my life quadrivial The quadrivial evils, those four awful words. I'm excited that listeners will hear the voices of Black Americans who, through generations, tried to explain just how problematic this song was to them, and they were rarely listened to at the time. 
If I wasn't going to record my audiobook and I could raise someone from the grave to do it for me, it would be Frederick Douglass. The last audiobook that I listened to that I really loved was Heavy by Kiese Lehman, because Lehman is a mind-blowing writer. <laughs> I love to listen to audiobooks while I exercise because it takes so much of the pain out of the movement. And now listen to a clip from my audiobook. Its final verse was the end of Tom. It called no one to task and signaled the perpetual subjugation of one race of people to another. The head must bow and the back will have to bend wherever the darky may go. A few more days and the troubles all will end in the field wa the cotton had grow. A few more days for to tote the weary load no matter, it soon will be light. A few more days for to totter on the road. Then poor Uncle Tom, good night. Hi, this is Jasmine Simon, author of Most Perfect You. I was inspired by my daughter, Kennedy Irie, when she was about three years old. She was riding in the back seat of the car, and she said that she wanted to have pretty skin. She wanted to be pretty, so her skin needed to be white. And luckily, I was inspired to tell her that when I was pregnant with her, I had had a conversation with God, and I told him that I wanted her to have brown skin because it was my absolute favorite. That conversation inspired this entire book. And I wrote the book because I was in a really dark place. In June of 2020, it felt like the world was upside down with the murder of George Floyd and the global pandemic. And I felt like the world needed a little bit of sunshine. And so I went in my room and I wrote this book. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be musician. I mean, this is just living out a fantasy. I mean, I just watched Kanye West's documentary, Genius, and now I'm in the booth. So I, too, feel like a genius. OK. I realized I had trouble pronouncing library just now when I tried to say listening library. Brary is a hard word for me to say. <laughs> Who knew? Library. I'm going to work on that. I am proud that I was able to read my dedication without crying because I wrote that dedication to my children and my husband. And I just got the hard copy a couple of days ago of the time of recording, and I could not get through the dedication without crying. So I'm really proud of myself that I was able to record this audiobook with no tears. Okay, now listen. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would totally cast Michelle Obama to record this audiobook. I read her book, and listened to her audiobook, and it felt like we were best friends. And so because we are best friends in my mind, obviously you want your best friend to record your audiobook. Duh. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was by Jin Sinchiro, I Am a Badass at Making Money. Now, I have listened to that audiobook at least three times. And it's not really about the money aspect. It's just about motivating yourself and manifesting the things that you want in your life. I mean, I manifested this book. And so I just re-listened to it and she narrates it herself. And so I feel like I'm having a conversation with a friend. 
I love listening to audiobooks while I drive because I can just zone out a little bit. I have a two-year-old, and once I drop him off and I get a couple of free minutes to myself, I click on my favorite audiobooks and I kind of zone out while I drive. I'm a safe driver, but I do listen to audiobooks and uh, zone out, which I love. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Mama, would it be okay if I wore this hat today? You certainly could wear that hat, but why do you want to wear it? Irie sat on the bottom step and stared at her shoes. Well, I hate my hair. It's too poofy. When other girls play, their hair swings from side to side or bounces up and down. My hair doesn't do that. I want pretty hair like everyone else. But Irie, I didn't make you to be like everyone else. I made you to be you. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.